0: You're listening to episode 46.
1: Let's count down to calm down. Five, four, three, two, one.
2: Of the In Between podcast, where you'll hear simple solutions for living an extraordinary life. My name is Daniel M.
1: And I'm Christina M. You mean
2: Daniel Tiger. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You remember that one? Yeah. Man, I love Daniel Tiger. He sings a lot of songs that are truth, man. He does. Thank you for
2: bursting our ears as well with your laugh.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome. All
2: right. Well, today we are going to be talking about five ways to reduce holiday stress.
1: Mm-hmm. And it doesn't just include counting down or singing Daniel Tiger songs. This so, is good. Yes. We had the opportunity to interview Michelle Harris. She is a marriage and Family Therapist and she is also one of the winners of our Business Boutique Conference giveaway. So I had a great time um, getting to know her and listening more about her heart and the reason why she is into counseling and she has some really, really great points about how to reduce stress this season because don't we need it?
2: Yeah, and it was fascinating to hear her say how this time of the year is actually one of the highest or or when it would be busiest yes, for counselors our, exactly. and therapists because of all the stress of the holiday. And mm-hmm. are we going to go to your parents or our parents? Or are, you, are we not going to go see family? But we have to see family and there's just so many elements that can blow up. (laughs)
1: Right. Oh, completely. And so if you're feeling stressed, just know that you are not alone. And also the fact that there are ways to combat that. So I quickly wanted to say that she is going to talk about uh, making a mission statement. And we made a free printable for y'all at inbetween.org slash episode 46 for you to print off and to write your own mission statement that you can stick on your fridge or you can even fold up in your purse. So every time that you are thinking about another event to attend to or even the holidays, what to do. You can look on that mission statement and think about, okay, is this going to match what we want our holidays to look like?
2: What was cool is after the episode finished... I was like, Michelle, Michelle. I was like, how do we know her? or How mm-hmm. do I know her? And I remember there was an episode in the past, I forget which one, where we actually read the review that she wrote. Yeah. And I remember because it, you know, the review said as a mom, wife, and a marriage and family therapist, I'm a big fan. And we were like, a marriage and family therapist listens to oh, our no. podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh no. And and her idea was Michelle Ines. She was like, at the end of the podcast, well, I mean, we had cut the recording by then, but mm-hmm. I was like, wait are you michelle and nash
1: (laughs) the one and only
2: so thanks michelle for leaving that review and and be sure to go to inbetween.org episode 46 to get the printable but let's without further ado go straight into the interview
1: hi michelle welcome to the podcast hi thanks for having me So, we are going to play a quick game. It's called Two Truths and a Lie to get to know Michelle a little bit more. We already introduced her in our intro, but this is like the behind the scenes, guys. (laughs) So, okay. So, I know maybe we're aging ourselves. I don't even know if they play Two Truths and a Lie anymore. But in case you don't know this game, what Michelle is going to do is she is going to tell two truths about herself and one lie. And what we need to do is to guess which one is the lie. So, do you want to do a little boys against girls thing, Daniel? One <laughs> boy, boy against one girl. against girls. Yeah. I guess yeah. So. Battle of the sexes. <laughs> Who can detect lies better? Yeah.
2: Except you know Michelle more than I do. So,
3: okay. Well, we'll see you know what? The advantage. I'll, I'll let you guess. Okay. First, okay. So, okay. you can't copy my
2: answer. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's do it.
3: <laughs> well, okay. I'm just glad that this is not. On video because my face would give it away. So <laughs> oh, that's true. I, so you don't play poker very well then, Michelle? No, no. I'm, you do not want me to play poker.
1: <laughs> or maybe we do so we can take all your money. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go ahead. And in any order, you let us know and we will guess.
3: Okay. Number one, my first given name was Penny. Number two, I could rob a bank and they couldn't find me based on my fingerprints. Number three, I have run three full marathons.
0: <laughs> okay, okay but... so
3: number
1: one was Penny. Number two, you are a felon.
2: <laughs> or she has like abnormally weird fingerprints. Right. Which is, or which or is she a... doesn't
3: have fingers. Yes.
2: And that, I mean, that was like, you don't know, you can't see
3: me. Yeah, Yeah.
2: (laughs) that was oddly specific. Wait, and
3: number three was? was I have run three 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 full marathons. Yeah. Okay, Daniel. All
2: right, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Penny is the lie. Okay. Christina, how about you? Oh. Why would I do that?
1: Yeah, L- why would you choose Penny? As because
2: lie? we video <laughs> we video chatted Michelle, and, and she has fingerprints. No, 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 no. Finger- <laughs> I I was like, she could run three marathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think that's our... Or unless she's like, I ran two instead of three, oh. and that'd be just cheap, well, Michelle. It'd well. be really, really cheap if that, that was would be- kind
3: of <laughs> be like a trickster move. It that's would be, right. it
2: would be. That's but I think right. Penny is like, yeah, I guess she kind of. I don't know. She kind
1: of looks like a Penny. I don't
2: know. How do you go from Penny to Michelle? It's not like, unless her name like Penelope. I don't know. So yeah. So I'm going to do that one. Penny. Okay. How about you?
1: Um. Well, I know the answer
3: because I actually watched Michelle's Instagram <laughs> stories today. Okay,
2: then no, you can't.
1: I know, so be I can't. I know. I, okay. I meant
3: to say, <laughs> don't watch my stories today, Christina. Yeah. And then you know, I've got a three-year-old <laughs> and a twenty-month-old. and I forgot, <laughs> and to I'm just tell so you. interested in your okay, life. So. Okay, so, so she what's the lie? She has a big clue.
2: Okay, so what's okay? Are you gonna guess, Christina?
3: Uh, no. I guess okay, I can't. Okay,
2: so, so Michelle, what's the lie?
3: Um, so the lie is, I have not run three full marathons. What? I have only run two. Daniel, oh,
2: that was a <laughs> so you
3: pegged me exactly oh, right.
2: Okay. <laughs> there you go. So okay, what 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 is up with number two? Yeah, do you I'm not sure. have fingerprints or something?
3: Okay, so it's so crazy. I am a marriage and family therapist, and so to get licensed, you have to go through a lot of different. Things paperwork and background checks, and all of that, so in Indiana, where I used to live, which is where I first applied for my marriage and family therapy license, I was going through the criminal background check, which requires fingerprints, and they took my fingerprints three or four times, and finally, they had to get the state to basically waive that requirement for what? me because my fingerprints are terrible. Um, and they, and they were like, you could literally rob a bank and they would not be able to trace you oh, by your much, fingerprints. Like, no. So yes. yeah, they were like, have you like worked as a house cleaner or in a hospital where you have, you know, like wash your chemicals hands and like? oh, you're chemicals. washing your hands all the time. And I was like, no, I haven't. So. Okay. He's literally really looking strange. at his
1: fingerprints. Michelle.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, okay. You know why? Yeah, so because, now I have to yeah. go
3: through this all over again in Tennessee. So I'm kind of dreading it. That's. Crazy. That's fascinating. Is I have never not? heard of that. Nope, me neither. Yeah, yeah, I was
2: looking at my fingerprints because at our old house in Edmonton, we were trying to be <laughs> we were trying to be like Chip and Joanna Gaines, and we like completely renovated our first floor. It was horrible, uh, but I was like, not
1: make a big yeah, apparently.
2: no. And, but I was like, you know, all of our it was a 1958 house, and all of our trim. Was the varnished old wood. Mm -hmm. So I found this chemical. I I tried to sand it initially and it was just horrible. So then I found this chemical where you just put the chemical on and then wait a couple minutes and you just strip it off. It would Mm -hmm. just kind of kill. So I, I bought like the industrial, not like the kitchen sink gloves, like the industrial who framed roger rabbit black rubber <laughs> gloves and it literally burned through it, ate
3: it. through it yeah, yeah. It was kind oh of my goodness and then
2: my hands were like why why and i didn't know it had burned through it and then my hands were really cold all of a sudden i was like it's summer why oh, are my strange. hands cold and it was probably because the chemical was burning, burning. something on my hand, yeah,
3: yep, there oh you no, go. so yeah, so we could maybe rob a bank together, <laughs> yeah,
2: to call, so. well. Christina, you can be the decoy. We'll go and do the job, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: We have our green cards. They can't take us away.
2: (laughs) Yes. Actually, they probably still can.
1: (laughs) Well, in case you didn't know, we're actually not interviewing Michelle about how to drop a (laughs) bank. (laughs) We are actually um, interviewing her about five ways to reduce holiday stress. And, it's true. Oh, goodness. Like, I don't know. I think everybody sort of felt maybe a little foretaste about Thanksgiving. And you're like, mm-hmm. OK. And then four weeks later, you have Christmas. And so maybe people are feeling like uh, dreading Christmas or like uh maybe I need to have a game plan mm. to make this mm-hmm. holiday a little bit more enjoyable. And so Michelle has actually put together five ways of how we can help reduce our holiday stress.
2: All right, so let's yes. get into number one. Yeah.
3: Well, as a marriage and family therapist, I can speak to the fact that this is the busiest time of year if this is your profession. Oh, um, okay. Kind of around the time that Halloween ends, it kind of kicks off that holiday season. Mm-hmm. And so you, as a therapist, will see an influx in clients from Late October, early November through January, February, wow. um, and then when the weather starts getting nicer, your load gets a little bit lighter. But anxiety and depression, of course, are you know very common in the United States, and this is that time of year when people are around family, and family situations can trigger a lot of stress, mm-hmm, a lot of definitely. anxiety even you know grief maybe trauma that people have walked mm. through mm-hmm. and i also think you know on top of our daily stress and busy pace of life you're adding that extra layer of holidays and parties and plays that you go to you know for your kids at school right. things at church you just have so much more put onto your plate and we tend to also not sleep as well, not eat as well. We're not taking care of ourselves like we should. Mm -hmm. And all of those things together can really ramp up that, that stress and anxiety. And so yeah, you're probably right, Christina. A lot of people probably got a little foretaste of that at Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: and like I don't, I don't want to do this. Let's yeah. cancel Christmas. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> right. So you
1: talked a little bit about like um, maybe not sleeping enough and not eating enough, um, maybe not drinking enough water. Are those things that people can do to help
3: reduce stress? Then, yes, and so that is my number one. Tip because when we are going through stressful seasons of life, whether it's just a hard time that you're walking through or it's the actual holiday season, Mm -hmm. we forget to take care of those basic things and we overlook them. And those things get put on the back burner where those things set the foundation, they set the tone for how well we're living on a daily basis and how well our holidays go. So I am a huge advocate for self care. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's so important. And I think that we have to pay attention to how we're sleeping. Um, Sleeping is so important. It helps our mood. It even contributes to fat loss, where some people may really skimp on sleep to get workouts in. You want to find that healthy balance of making sure that you're getting enough sleep. I just think sleep is. It's a huge, a huge part of staying healthy and feeling good, as is eating. Mm-hmm. Um, This is that time of year where there are temptations everywhere you oh, go, right? Yes. Like everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yes.
1: And everything's like, layered in like butter and sugar, even if you don't <laughs> know it, like that sweet potato casserole. Mm-mm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the
2: marshmallows are a little bit of a hint that yeah, is probably that's not true. the best thing for you, but you know
3: the ways you of know. the south.
2: Exactly, no the kidding. The ways
3: of the south. It's so true. Yes.
2: So, so Michelle, on that sleeping note, then I'm curious: mm-hmm. is there is there kind of a magic number of hours?
3: I mean, I really believe, and based on research, you really want to aim for seven hours a night. Okay. At least seven hours. As an adult. Um, as an adult, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Yes, your kids are going to obviously need um, more than that. But, hey, the thing about Tennessee is it gets dark at like 445. So That's right. <laughs> it's a good excuse to put your kids down a little early.
1: That's <laughs> right. When the sun goes down, get into your PJs.
2: <laughs> I just came
3: home from school. I know. <laughs> I know. I right. know. I'm trying to adjust to this moving from Indiana where – it gets dark about an hour later. So it's like 530. And my body thinks it's like 930. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. So in terms of self care, too, then, Michelle, um, what can we do to help us in terms of because maybe we're not getting as much vitamin D, or we're not getting um, as much sunshine or outdoor activity? What are some things we can do to combat that?
3: Yeah, well, I think, again, you know, making sure you're getting that seven hours of sleep, making sure that you're eating well, Mm because we do know there's a direct connection between your gut health and your mental health. So you want to make sure that you're going to eat things that are going to bless your body instead of cause your body to not feel good. And so I think a good question to ask when you're going into those holiday gatherings is, if I eat this, Am I going to feel better after I eat this Mm -hmm. or am I going to feel worse? Like kind of beginning with that end in mind and then also making sure that you're hydrating. Make sure that you're drinking at least half of your body weight in ounces. And okay. Yeah, and make sure that you're also getting exercise. This doesn't mean you have to go to CrossFit. doesn't mean that you have to run you know, or train for a full marathon, but Mm -hmm. even just walking 20 to 30 minutes every day can have the same impact as a low dose of anxiety and depression meds. So, oh, okay.
1: So So, get your running shoes on. (laughs) So
2: so Michelle about eating then. All right. So that was, that was interesting. (laughs) The way you worded it. I mean, I feel pretty good yeah. at eating a bag of chips that blesses and some your peppermint <laughs> and some peppermint bark. I mean, it feels really good going down. It uh, does feel good going down. <laughs> so, so I mean, how do you kind of? I mean, especially now with right. all the treats. Mm-hmm. Just how yeah. do you, I mean, I mean, and in my mind, I'm like, yeah, no, I will feel better if I eat this, like legitimately. <laughs> like, that I, sugar's
3: I, going to pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to pick you up until, you know, 30 minutes later, even the next morning when you wake up right. and you're bloated and you feel yeah. sluggish. Okay. So mm. for me, what I do is I kind of look at my schedule for the coming week and I look at the events that I have going on. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, I have a Mops Christmas party on Thursday. And then um, next Monday, I have another Christmas party. So figuring out like, okay, I know I'm going to be at parties those two nights. So maybe I can pick like a small treat at each of those, but stay on point through the rest of the week.
0: I I guarantee you though,
3: on, on Christmas morning, my mom makes, it's called a candy cane. And all it is, is a cinnamon roll in the shape of a candy cane. And we only make it on Christmas, and it's so so good. Mm-hmm. So I know, like, okay, Christmas Day, I am going to enjoy myself. Right. But I'm not going to let one day turn into seven, which turns into a month, which turns mm-hmm. into a year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a I'm stretchy yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Thank that how the you were talking. Lord, for stretchy <laughs> pants. <laughs> Stretchy jeans for the guys. Yeah. yeah. No, Michelle, I love how you were talking about like even looking at your week and planning of like um, what you're going to eat and maybe even p- with those party days, you're like, okay, I'm not going to sleep as much those days, but maybe right. I can arrange my re- rearrange my schedule that I can sleep in or maybe I can sleep longer like the next day or whatnot. So mm-hmm. I love that. That's a really good yes.
3: idea. Yep. Just kind of having a having a game plan. And I know some people... Um, their personality is not that of a planner Mm -hmm. and that's fine. You don't have to, you know, plan your day down to every single hour. That's probably going to cause you more stress. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) You're more of a free spirit. Um, but having some sort of framework in your mind so you know, um, that that's your plan and that you have things in place that are going to help you feel good. Cause I want to wake up on January 1st feeling better than I do Today. I don't want to wake mm. up and be like, oh, man, I just kind of shot myself in the foot for right. the last six weeks.
1: Yeah. And that's not going to happen without a plan. That's not going right. to happen automatically, because I think automatically we're going to feel worse because mm. of everything that we've been putting into our bodies. Mm. So being yes. very proactive about that.
2: That's great. So, Michelle, that's number one. So the first way to reduce holiday stress is self-care. Number two, you shared with us that it's a mission statement. So talk to us about that.
3: Well, this kind of goes hand in hand with beginning with a plan. So for instance, if you begin with the end in mind, you know what you're aiming at. So you know how to get there as opposed to just kind of aimlessly going through your holiday season. Mm -hmm. So if there's one thing that I want people to be encouraged by this holiday season, it's that you are in charge of how your holidays go. You're not a victim. Mm -hmm. You're not a victim to all of the junk food around. You're not a victim to your mother-in-law or your sister-in-law or whoever it may be that causes you stress. Mm -hmm. You get to be in charge of how your holidays go. And so I encourage everyone to sit down, um, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have kids, you know, sit down with your loved ones mm-hmm. and have a conversation. What do we want this holiday season to be about? How do we want to feel um, by January 1st? Do we want to feel like, Oh my word, we ran ourselves ragged and we're so tired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like we didn't even get to enjoy ourselves. So what do you want for your family this Christmas? What do you want to achieve and accomplish? And what do you want your kids to remember about the holidays? Do you want them to remember a mom who was stressed out and run down? (laughs) Yeah. yelling. yelling. (laughs) All of the above. (laughs) Um, what do you want them to learn? Like, what memories do you want to make as a family? And so by having a mission statement, you clarify what you want to focus on and what you want your Christmas season to to be about. And for me and my family, mm-hmm. we love Jesus and we love to celebrate his birthday and the hope that that he brings. So our mission statement looks like this. This holiday season, we will celebrate what Jesus has done for us. We will teach David and Kaylee, that's our son and daughter, the true meaning of Christmas. We will hustle only for joy and peace, doing what brings us closer to Jesus, one another, and our family, and our friends. Oh, I'm like getting chills and like tearing up at the same time. I think that was absolutely beautiful. And
1: I loved how you were just talking about like hustle for joy. Like I've never heard that before. And I think that is um, a perfect picture of putting our priorities in the right place.
3: Yeah. And then that way, when you have that framework and mission, you can hold things up against it Mm -hmm. to say, does this align? Is this what we want to, is this what we want to achieve? Um, Is this how we want to spend our time? And my dad is actually a two-time cancer survivor. And in the last three years, our family has been through a lot. And so for me, it's just been a heart check and a reminder of what the season is really about. And that's the hope that we have in Jesus. And um, we have needed that hope a lot in the last several years, and I'm sure we will need it Um, in the years to come. But we all we all need that. And we can get so busy and stressed out. And we forget that this season is about the hope and the peace that Jesus brings. But we run ourselves ragged. And I feel like a lot of people wouldn't use the word peaceful to describe their holiday season or full of hope. (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> maybe hopeless. <laughs> but yeah, definitely not full of hope. So I mm-hmm. love that. Um, So going along with your mission statement, you were saying that number three, a great way to reduce holiday stress would be to set boundaries. And I feel like the mission statement is a little bit about that, that you're setting boundaries for your family. What other boundaries can we can we do for ourselves and our families?
3: Yeah. Um, so with our time, I think our time is a huge thing to consider. I know for me, I like to be around people and I like to be relational and I like to be where the party is Mm -hmm. and I want to celebrate, um, I'm a type eight on the Enneagram, which means I'm kind of intense. (laughs) My (laughs) husband is the opposite. You know, he doesn't want to always be in big group settings. So we really have to communicate to figure Mm -hmm. out how can Mm -hmm. we use our time to get both of our holiday needs met, mine for relationships and his for peace at home. Um, So I think with our time and figuring out how can we best use our time And when we look back at our holiday season, how will we hope that we have spent that time so mm-hmm, true I think time is huge
1: right and I love how you are bringing in your spouse as well like what meets both of your needs yeah, and good. then also talking about with your mission statement asking your children like what do your children need as well because we have you know three children ourselves and some are more extroverted than others I mean all are very kind and and warm and welcoming but there comes to a point where especially one child gets stressed out about like Her house being messy, and so she can only host so many parties before she's like in her room hiding. Like I cannot see this anymore. (laughs) And so being aware too of what your children need to be able to recharge, I think is is a good thing to be aware of as well.
3: Yeah, that's a really good point. And you guys can probably speak to that because your kids are a little bit older. So right now my kids just need a consistent bedtime and to be fed every two hours. Right, and that's (laughs) important too. Sometimes you know if we're partying all night, there isn't
1: necessarily a consistent bedtime and then you're wondering like why are my kids acting like this oh yes. yeah because they've been going to bed <laughs> at 11 o'clock for the last four days yeah. well maybe that's not the best idea the consequences yeah
0: this episode is brought to you in part by beyond ordinary women ministries which prepares christian women for leadership at bow we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone so whom do you influence In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org.
1: Exactly. So, are there any other ways that we can set boundaries, Michelle, in our lives?
3: Yeah, I think with our stuff. Um, for me, I. Feel much more peaceful if my house is somewhat picked up and organized. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, I have a three year old son and a daughter who is one and a half. So, <laughs> my house is not going to look picture perfect, which is something that I have to work hard to accept. Oh, but I, I do <laughs> think, yeah, <laughs> I do think with our stuff though, like what can I donate? What can I give away? so that I can enjoy being in my home and I can feel at peace and so we're not overrun mm-hmm. with lots and lots of toys. So I like to go through our house and kind of purge before the holidays because I know that their grandparents love to shower them with gifts yes. and that's wonderful and I'm so grateful, but I also am the one that has to deal with the toys on a daily basis. So what can I give away, donate so that we have a um, more neat, less cluttered home. And so I love Emily Lay. And we actually got to hear from her when Christina and I were at the business boutique here in Nashville. But she has a book called The Simplified Life, I believe it is. And it's so good. It walks you step by step through how to make your home more simple and clutter free and a place where you feel relaxed and at peace. Awesome. And then I also think with your money and Christina, what was that graphic you posted? You posted something on your Instagram. I think it talked about not going into debt. And if people ask you...
1: How much it's you like weight creating boundaries?
3: them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> your three boundaries,
1: and one of them is like, yeah, uh, when people ask about your weight, just eat them.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the second well, one was, was like, so don't go into debt. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: awesome.
3: Well, it was really funny. But I think money is also something where we need to put boundaries because we can tend to overspend, or we feel like I have to buy a gift for this person and that person and that person over there and. You don't like we can focus on making memories more than materialism. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a season where you need to do that, like, that's okay. Like, it's okay to be a good steward of your money or to say, you know, let's just draw names this year, instead of every cousin buying a gift for every other cousin, figuring out what's reasonable, What's going to work and not cause you stress in the long run because no one wants to be paying off credit card bills in February from Christmas. That's how oh, yeah. fun. Or
1: like into June, maybe. Yep, definitely. Oh, gosh, yes. So, yeah. And I love Um, my aunt was a kindergarten teacher for 25 years. And so I always ask her like, okay, so what are the best teacher gifts? Because I feel yes. like we you know, you want you want to appreciate your teachers. But also mm-hmm. you may not have, you know, $200 to spend on every teacher that your child, your child. And so she was saying too, like, honestly, Christina, the stuff that is homemade means the most because you can only have so many coffee mugs, you can only have right. so many candles, only so many bath bombs. So the stuff that's homemade, and these are like your children's teachers, these are not even like your children's family members. So I think right. that's to say as well that if you can go more homemade and meaningful, and that's stuff that they may even treasure more.
3: Yeah, or even asking the teacher like, Can I come in and make copies for you or Oh yeah, cut stuff out for you? My mom was a kindergarten teacher, so I feel like I resonate with what you're saying. Sometimes it's those acts of service that can mean just as much or even more than a gift too. So completely that's yeah definitely very true yeah
1: that might mean the teacher is able to go to the bathroom yeah <laughs> right someone else is gonna make
3: copies okay
1: i'm going
2: I love that.
3: all i, love I, I want that. is a bathroom break for christmas <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: good done should i do, do little that. little cards that they can cash in
3: yeah,
1: coupon. yeah, coupons
2: <laughs> so so michelle yes. setting boundaries you talked mm-hmm. about time stuff money are there any other boundaries we should be aware of this holiday season
3: well with others hmm. definitely setting boundaries with others um figuring out having a game plan with people you know you're going to come into contact with who may bump into your happy Mm. how are you going to respond to those situations so I mean if you know that you're going to see an aunt every Christmas who's going to be on you oh you know when are you going to have kids or when are you Mm going to get this job or Mm -hmm. you know always pushing you and trying to push you into that next season instead of letting you enjoy where you are, just figuring out how you're going to respond to those people and how you're not going to let it impact you and steal your joy away from your holiday. So that can be really hard, but I think a lot of times we can anticipate the people that we're probably going to be around. So we can set limits on how much time we are around them and what we can say, how we can respond when they bring up things or ask us questions that maybe we don't appreciate so much. Exactly.
1: And um we were just laughing about what happens, you know, if someone asks you about your weight or comments about it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that is something that a lot of us struggle with, maybe more so with women than men. Maybe we're a little bit more self-conscious. But can you give our listeners even sort of like how would you approach that? Because I think that's something that people kind of say offhandedly a lot. Like, oh wow, you've gained weight like what do you what do you say to that how do you handle that
3: you could answer this a little bit differently depending on your personality so um you know you could handle it with humor like oh thank you i've aggressively been training for this holiday so my eating could peak today
2: (laughs) that is brilliant that is brilliant
3: i think you should just make a shirt (laughs) (laughs) yes I've been training for this. (laughs) (laughs) So you can handle it with humor or you can just smile and say nothing. You can find a respectful way to, you know, to respond or even just saying like, for instance, if someone is maybe going to pester you about like the kid question. Well, only the Lord knows that. Because what can people really say to that? So keeping your answers short, keeping them respectful. Um, but I think if you can handle them with humor, that can help diffuse That's the true. awkwardness and, and the stress. Um, but I also think there are times when it may be appropriate to pull someone aside privately mm-hmm. and just say, hey, you keep making these comments and I just want to make you aware that that's not very encouraging to me. So I would really appreciate you not making jokes unless you can be respectful of me. So right. I think there can be a time to graciously and privately confront those things. But if you can just keep your answers short and simple and handle them with humor and grace, it, it's the best way to go. And I think sometimes too, like if people keep pushing the issue Um, like for instance, with questions about, are you going to get married soon? Mm -hmm. Or do you have a boyfriend choosing an answer and you can just literally repeat the same thing (laughs) yes, until people get the point. Exactly. Uh, This is not
1: going anywhere. So you need to be quiet and I'm good to walk away. Mm -hmm. So, yeah,
2: this is really good. So Michelle, uh, you know, as we are talking about ways to reduce holiday stress, you've talked to us about self-care, about a mission statement, setting boundaries, and the fourth point is planning ahead. Help us, yes. uh, please unpack that well, for Well, we're
1: going to make t-shirts, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. No, seriously. The, yeah, we're I've planning ahead and preparing, and only
3: the Lord knows. Yeah. <laughs> only the Lord Hashtag. knows. There you yes. go. <laughs> You are not the boss of me. That's another yeah. one. No. Um, <laughs> yep. Good one. Yeah. I think planning ahead is really important. And so, ideally, you have already communicated with your family about your Christmas plans. Mm-hmm. And if you have not, please pause this episode, go communicate, and then come back and finish listening. Because the longer we procrastinate in sharing our plans with our family, the more we're going to elevate levels of stress or levels of disappointment Mm -hmm. or hurt and misunderstanding. So set the expectations in advance so people can be on the same page and they know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And also so they know that they were considered... And that makes people feel respected, which I think we all want to yeah, feel. That's a good. Point. That's good. Yeah, you, that you
1: took the time to think about it and to you know look at your schedules and whatnot, and and tried to do what's best for yourself, but also thinking of them too. Yeah, I can see that.
3: Yeah, and I really also think it's important to point out that it's not fair to be resentful of how things turn out if you never clearly communicated Hmm. about your plan or your expectations. I know a lot of women, especially just from being a therapist, a lot of women can really struggle with that. But I think it's better to be upfront instead of having these expectations that we're harboring and we're expecting other people to read our minds they can't read our minds we have to i know. wish they could
1: but i know sometimes you gotta step up and just have those conversations
2: unless you wore like all five t-shirts and depending (laughs) on what's going on all you gotta do is flip to the right one
1: that's (laughs) right Guys, we're going to start a business over the holidays. Oh, a flipped t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But wait, wait, I have a
3: perfect answer for that. Let me yeah. just find it on my t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. But I think also another good rule of thumb, if you're married, is when you have decided what your plans are going to be for the holiday, Mm -hmm. you need to communicate with your own family and hold the line for your spouse. So like, for instance, Mm. let's say Brandon and I sit down and we decide that this year we're going to travel to Indiana and we're going to be with his parents on Christmas Day. I need to be the one, ideally, who calls my parents to tell them that, um, because I'm setting that boundary with my own family, which is going to diffuse conflict between my parents and my husband, which thankfully we don't, we don't have to deal with Mm -hmm. in law conflict. So we're very grateful for that, but a lot of families do. And I think it's just important that you need to be the one to communicate with your family and your husband can be the one to communicate and set that boundary with, his family. I think that's really important. And it communicates the fact that you're a team Mm
0: -hmm, and
3: we're called to honor our parents, not obey them at this season in our lives. And so I think we can communicate with honor and grace, even if people may be disappointed because we can't please everyone. That's true. Um, We can try, but we'll probably run ourselves into the ground. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) exactly. Um, Michelle, your final point, and I love this one that you had put down. It says, examine your own expectations and choose grace. Like, that's amazing. I love the word grace and even itself in that. So can you unpack that a little bit for us?
3: Yeah, definitely. So I really rock at point number one, self-care. I'm I'm really good at that (laughs) one. Uh, But number five is where I struggle and I will just be very upfront about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I struggle with expectations and I struggle because I have very high expectations of myself. Um, And so I just need to be aware of that. So, again, you know, I already kind of talked about how I'm a type eight on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I can be very intense and passionate, but I have to remember that not everyone else is wired, True. is wired that way. Right. Um. So I want everyone to approach the holidays like I do, whether it's partaking in a tradition or playing a game, you know, if we're all together at Thanksgiving, like I want people to be into that. And maybe that's just not their thing. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to kind of take time to sit down and consider what you're honestly expecting of yourself and others. And then you can assess, are these healthy? Are these reasonable? And have I even communicated these expectations to others? Mm -hmm. So I just think that is really important and something that I really have to work at it. um, That is for sure. But also I think it's really important to talk about how holidays can be really hard if people are grieving or walking through a really hard time. Um, I have people in my life who this holiday season, unfortunately they're walking through the loss of a loved one or they're walking through infidelity. Um, they're walking through major health problems. And so I need to be mindful of that because they may not be feeling a lot of joy. They may need more comfort and more care this holiday season. So I think it's also good to say what season of life am I in and Mm -hmm. are these expectations that I have for the holidays reasonable Um, because we just need to be mindful of where we're at, what we're dealing with, but also be mindful of those close to us and what they're walking through so that we can love on them well. And that's why grace is so, so very important.
1: Right. Yeah, I love, Michelle, how you were saying, even in that, that, you know, every holiday may look completely different than the one last and you know what maybe you may like last year's holiday more than you like this year but that's okay and that you know we're continuing to grow things are happening in people's lives in our own lives definitely and to even like enjoy the present and even to be able to show grace upon the present people Mm -hmm. and upon the present situations that we are in right now
2: Uh, Michelle, as you as you talked about choosing grace, Mm -hmm. I I think choosing grace is something that is so important that we do on a regular basis. But but why specifically uh, do you think it's important for us to choose grace during this holiday Christmas season?
3: Well, I feel like during the holidays, things are just elevated. It's almost like they are things are intensified, whether we're going through a, a happy season or or hard season of life, but man, isn't this season about God's grace that he would send his own son for us? Um, Mm -hmm. that's what the season is all about. But also by extending grace, we are going to have a better holiday season. And I have an example of this because I did not do well on Thanksgiving. Um, so like I said, my dad's a two-time cancer survivor. It's a miracle Um, that he's here and his 70th Mm -hmm. birthday fell on Thanksgiving and his siblings all came and it was so fun to surprise him. Um, But that afternoon he got sick and then my daughter got sick and she had been cranky all day, which is not her personality. And so I was just kind of frustrated because I wanted the day to be perfect because I think when you go through hard times, you just realize every day is a gift, and I just wanted the day to be perfect and so I was so hard on myself because I was really struggling with my attitude and number one, I needed to extend myself grace and and just let myself like acknowledge, okay, this is disappointing, but also I think grace is so important because if we're always focused on what day isn't or where we thought we would be by this point in our lives, or what we thought life would look like, we miss out on everything that we have now, like all the blessings that God has given us in this moment. And so I know, like, even though my dad got sick, and my daughter got sick, and later my, my uncle got sick, and my, my cousin's little girl got sick, (laughs)
1: Oh, that.
2: No.
3: <laughs> yeah. Y'all are too good at it sharing. Was, I know we were too good at sharing, but that day was still a gift because we were all mm-hmm. there together. True. And so I still was able to enjoy the majority of the day, but it really was a mental battle. And I had to keep like talking to myself mm-hmm. to say, okay, Michelle, this is not ideal, but it could be so much worse. And right. this time together is still, oh man, it's just still a gift. So yeah, so I would just encourage people focus on the blessings that you do have this holiday season instead of just focusing on what you wish you had, or Absolutely. else you're just gonna steal joy. You're gonna steal joy away from yourself.
2: That's so good.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you'll steal joy away from others too, I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Michelle, so much for joining us and just being able to share your wisdom and even your own stories from your life to help us have a emotionally healthy. Holiday and as well to reduce our holiday stress. <laughs> um, so, where
3: can our listeners find uh, out more about you? Well, you can find me on Facebook and you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Lynn Harris. And Lynn is spelled L I as in igloo. Um, Michelle Lynn <laughs> Harris. And then also on my brand new website, which is healthyheartsandhomes.com. So, Um, You can follow me there and I will be posting some more stuff on how to have a healthy and happy holiday season. But um, I just want to encourage everyone to remember that this season is about the hope that Jesus brings and our holidays will never be picture perfect, but we get to celebrate that one day in heaven they will be. And I don't know what brings any more hope than that thought.
2: I loved her five points on how to reduce holiday stress, Mm -hmm. right? Number one, self-care, number two, mission statement three, setting boundaries, four, planning ahead, and number five, examining your own expectations and choosing grace.
1: Right. Grace for yourself and grace for others as well. I thought that was fantastic. And those are really practical points that uh, we were even talking to her. I'm like, we're going to sit down and make our mission statement. We're going to sit down and talk expectations for ourselves and as well as with our kids. And I think it'll be a great way to enter the holiday season with tools in our tool belts to be able to combat stress or to be able to combat expectations.
2: That's fantastic. All right. So, next week is going to be our last episode for a couple of weeks. We're going to take a Christmas vacation yeah. off. We're going to be in Vancouver seeing my family. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun going up to Canada. We'll probably get some snow. And we'll probably probably freeze. Yeah, probably not as much snow as where your parents are at in Ottawa, but it'll be a fun time together. So since next week is going to be our last episode, we do hope that you can connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at InBetweenShow, because we'll regularly be posting about what's going on and, and we'd love to just connect with you. But next week, what are we going to be talking about?
1: We're going to be talking about how to end your year well. So no matter what's happened in 2018, whether it's been beyond what you've expected in greatness or kind of a flop, we're going to talk about how
0: we can wrap it up.
2: All right. We'll we'll check you guys out next week.
0: All right, well we hope you All right, well we hope you catch us next week. All right, well we hope you'll catch us next week. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again or for the very first time.